You're listening to Country Life with Keith Fahey on Galway Bay FM. Good evening, I'm Keith Fahey and welcome to this week's edition on Country Life. On the show this week, we'll be speaking to Rory Kennelly from Graff. We'll also be speaking to Martin Ward from the Galway uh, Sheep Society. We'll also be speaking to Mike Devaney from the Greenhouses. And we'll also have the press release from Michael D. Higgins today from the National Ploughing. So today I'm in the National Ploughing Championships here in Rathaneska, County Leash. Uh, the weather, unfortunately, is very poor. There's a lot of rain. Uh, ground conditions are quite poor at the moment. So if you are coming up, I would highly recommend that you bring... Uh, uh, boots and um, or bring wellies uh, instead of boots I mean uh, wellies are, are definitely a necessity here in Rathaneska for the next couple of days uh, weather has been fairly wet today um, I think there's a little bit of more rain promised tonight um, and the car, car parks are a bit of an issue but uh, nonetheless there has been a fantastic crowd here in Rathaneska County Leash County d- today uh, we had Michael D. Higgins earlier um, uh, opening opening up the, uh, the show and uh, fantastic fantastic um, stalls and shows on offer. There's a, an array of different farm machinery um, of every description, cattle from all the different societies and it's fantastic to see all the young people that are here in Rathaneska County Leash today um, so uh, I'm sure they're delighted. We had Anna-Marie McHugh on last week, uh, or on Tuesday uh, promoting it and she said that 287,000 people attended the gates here last year uh, making it Europe's largest outdoor event. So a fantastic achievement and great to see an Irish uh, exhibition doing so well um, on, a, a, on a European and indeed a national stage. There's people from all over the world here today. Uh, we were talking to French people earlier and um, they were delighted and couldn't believe how big uh, the show is. There's an array of different types of uh, societies, companies and we were delighted to have met up with a couple of the, those who are Galway companies there and uh, we met up with Michael Devaney, Mike Devaney there um, was a greenhouse who's uh, growing, um, has greenhouse company there and uh, he has a fantastic um, uh, show there and uh, set up and he'll be talking to us later there he's building his own greenhouses and out of Irish timber and Irish produce and it's a fantastic uh, achievement there he has so Heptagon Houses um, uh, they'll be on later on the show today we also have Rory Kennelly uh, from Graff um, which is a Galway based mil- uh, com- German company based in Milltown and they have a wastewater treatment um, systems and indeed rainwater harvesting uh, systems as well um, so a lot of farmers there they said they even had uh, chicken farmers in today uh, looking at recording uh, or at, at collecting uh, rainfall rainwater from roofs of sheds and indeed uh, dairy farmers as well and uh, all different types of farmers collecting rainwater indeed for the um, collection of rainwater to, for feeding animals and indeed washing and power washing areas so uh, great to see Galway well uh, represented at the National Ploughing last year we interviewed JFC and indeed um, Easy Fix so we said we'd try and get two more um, Galway based com- companies this year um, so indeed they, they definitely are flying the flag for Galway great to see we also have Martin Ward on later who's promoting the upcoming Galway sheep event that's happening and he'll explain more about that later on in the show 
You're listening to Country Life with Keith Fahey on Galway Bay FM. So we're here today at the National Ploughing Championship. We're delighted to have, uh, here, be here with another fellow Galway man, uh, Mike Devaney. Uh, Mike, you might tell us a bit, you have a, a lovely setup here at the ploughing. Uh, you might tell us maybe what row you're at at the ploughing and how people can get in contact with you uh, over the next couple of days if they want to see your, your amazing product, Heptagon Houses, and it's also being seen on the Late Late Show. Uh, thanks, Keith, for having me on. Um, we're at uh, row 37, um, plot 553 at the ploughing. Um, we're here for the next three days. Hopefully the weather improves a small bit. But, uh, yeah. Very good. So, you've, uh, so I suppose from looking at it here, you have uh, a greenhouse, I suppose. Uh, it's a fantastic um, bit of engineering. You have uh, what's like a, you, might, you can correct me here where I'm wrong, uh, Perspex. You have a timber frame um, greenhouse, um, Heptagon House it's called. So for people that want to grow their own fruit and veg and salad, can you explain maybe what it looks like maybe to some of our listeners that mightn't be familiar with it? Okay, so our structure, it's a seven-sided um construction and so it works so we've six foot within 18 inches of the side so you don't lose any headroom inside um, as opposed to a polytunnel or something like that where around it um, I suppose the, the big plus is it's strong it's um, sustainable our timber comes from ECC in uh, Carnamona and our plastic then our polycarbonate is specially made for us from a company in Belfast uh, Brett Merton so they have purposely with our instruction so it's um, a 1.5 mil uh, corrugated sheeting and we have it's double sided UV treated in as well so it won't go yellow it won't go brittle it's a 15 year guarantee in it Okay, so it's brilliant, obviously, as well, that you're using, you know, Galway timber, you're using all products from Ireland. It's, as you said, it's extremely sustainable um, and obviously very good for uh, heat for the greenhouse, I'd imagine. Yes, so... Um there's about a f- uh, six degrees of a difference in the winter time and like it can get up to 40 degrees then during the uh, summer time when the sun is out and a nice fine day in Galway when we do get one. Very good and you are a Galway business as you said uh, where are you based yourself and maybe where did you come up with the idea Mike? Um, so we're located in Currafin in County Galway and we manufacture uh, in Currafin as well. Um, I came up with the idea for myself uh, I always wanted a greenhouse but obviously never had the time and it was a COVID project uh, during the first lockdown we had moved to a new house in Corfin, uh the previous year so um, I always was into gardening so I came up with the idea for the greenhouse in the garden for myself so that's where I came up with the idea Okay, and I have to say as well, you know, I'm I'm probably not a great gardening gardening expert myself, but uh, being in this Heptagon house, they are way uh, better structured uh, when compared to your, we'll say, your normal polytunnel. As you said uh, previously, there's loads of headroom and loads of space inside here to grow a range of plants, and you know, you're not bending over at any stage. It's it's very comfortable to work in, I'd imagine. Yes, yeah. So again, the the height really is the key to it. Like we have the six foot within eighteen inches of the side, so you can grow your your tall plants like your tomatoes or your cucumbers, sweet corn to the side. And we also do raised beds as well. So for anyone with a bad back or anything, so they are very helpful. They're they're waist height, so they're very popular at the minute actually. 
Okay, very good. And uh, you can find more information on info at heptagonhouses.com. That's the email, and the email address is www.heptagonhouses.com. So maybe you might tell us a little bit maybe about the, how they're uh, installed, Mike. Um, uh, do you have to have, we'll say, a concrete slab, or can you get away without doing it? Um, and also maybe, you know, the fact that it's timber, you don't have any issues with, uh, we'll say, timbers rotting around. And I see here from underneath you have DPC there, which is obviously... Uh, a fantastic job to prevent any water from entering the the, the building. Yeah, so um, we don't um, for for installation. All we need is flat ground. Not actually, not doesn't have to be level, but just flat, so we can come in and work away. And so we'll have the basic one of ten by twelve or that kind of size up in about two hours. It's like a jigsaw when we come. We have mo- the majority of the work is done in the workshop. So and like that, we have DPC on the ground, and so it's, none of the timber is actually hitting the ground. And it's all every all the timber we use is pressure treated as well. So again, it's long lasting. Okay, very good. And maybe you might tell us a little bit about the the ventilation as well. So um, for your smaller units. Uh, we'd have one door but like that if you go over 16 foot we recommend maybe an extra door on the other side we do barren doors also but also on the corrugation on the each end uh, we haven't it sealed so if you think if you think of the corrugation of the sheeting um, it's not sealed so there's one half square foot each end of open space so there's always airflow which is what you need in a greenhouse if you don't have airflow you'll have um, diseases build up and you'll have also have rot so it just eliminates all that with the airflow and obviously the timber is excellent as well. I see here on top you have, um, you can grow uh, plants up high. You have like, um, it looks like a, nearly like a trough to grow your strawberries. And uh, you also, you know, with the timber, you have the option of hanging different baskets. You have the option of different uh, raised beds as well, as you said. So there's, you know, there's a massive uh, area of space here that you can work on with uh, the Heptagon house. Yeah, I suppose that's the beauty key about uh, having a timber. Because it's timber, you can you can do you can hang whatever you want off it, or you, like that we have the hanger planters. So you can it's um, actually JFC, another global company. Um, we use their uh, corrugated six-inch pipe, so we cut that in half, and we that's up the top of the greenhouse. So you you have your legs, your tomatoes, or your your tumbling tomatoes, or your strawberries. So they grow over the edge, so they're actually hitting the, the clay. So they're very handy. Uh, so again, because it's timber, you can put a screw in anywhere and you can hang out the office. Okay, and the the corrugated, the, we'll say the, the perspex are the, it looks, obviously it's see-through, you can see out through it, it's great for, uh, obviously for heat as well and it's actually quite very, quite strong here, looking, hitting it from the side uh, you, you said there's no issue with hitting it with a, a schlitter or, you know, being a curve-in man, there's probably more of a chance of it getting hit with a, a bigger ball. Yeah, no, um, in fairness, no, we've silo on down below, um, down below about Clare, so we're not doing too bad there. They're, they're going fairly well at the minute. Um, so actually on our website, if you go on, you can see Keith, or sorry, um, Keen, he works for us, and uh, he has a demonstration of hitting up with a slither. So you could, it's, it, obviously around Curfin there's more of a football, but uh, it will take a slither, that's the main thing. So all the Curfin footballers are probably even getting better now with all the fresh fruit and veg they'll be growing at home. I can't guarantee that now, but hopefully we'll get back to a county final again this year. Very good, very good. And also, you might just tell us maybe the different sizes um, that are available, um, um, Mike, if you, if you don't mind. 
yeah, so we have um, we've over 30 different sizes. We have uh, our key our key is our end our door section. So that we that we make that an 8 foot, 10 foot and 12 foot section and then we go from any depth from 6 foot up to 28 foot. So any combination of them them sizes. Okay, very good. And can rainwater be collected from the roof? Obviously, you know, the buzzword at the moment is sustainability. You know, if, if we can get families growing their own fruit and veg, it's, and it's obviously a very educational for kids as well. Uh, while, you know, you know exactly where your food is coming from, uh, you can also collect the rainwater here. I'm looking at the, the, the brochure, uh, Mike. Yes, so um, obviously when you go to fit, in, fit, uh, fit the greenhouse, um, we prefer a, a slope in the garden, preferably. We prefer not to have a flat. So the way the, way the greenhouse is made, we can uh, harvest the rainwater off the back. Uh, so it runs off the roof. We have a gutter on the end of the greenhouse and we have a two liter, 210 litre water tank. So you can harvest the rainwater. So it's ideal for your plants. Okay, very good. And I suppose a question you probably always get a lot of and, uh, you know, can it withstand Irish storms and weather, you know, from looking around today? Uh, it's it's fierce cosy in here today and it's probably the driest place I've been all day, Mike. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't think I want to leave this Heptagon house because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ideal location for today anyways. But can they withstand, we'll say, the Irish weather? Yeah, that's the reason I came up with it originally. Um, like that, we live in Currafin, I live beside a turlock and we get ferocious wind. But obviously there's windier places, so we have one we have one within hundred feet off the sea in Canvara, Kilrush, uh Kilkey, uh Ballybunion, coast a lot of coastal windy areas that's a lot of people go for ours because they're they are so strong and they are so durable for the weather. Okay, and if say if someone is obviously since I've been here, uh, there's been a massive interest uh, with a lot of people coming in, which is great to see. Um, what is maybe the waiting time, or you know, how quick can people get them? Uh, so at the minute, the waiting time is six weeks. Um, yeah, so that's that's at the minute. But again, if you're around Galway, you might get it a bit quicker. Okay, very good. No favouritism at all there, Mike. <laughs> so you might just tell us there again uh, maybe how people can contact us, uh, contact you, where they can maybe see the Heptagon houses, and maybe you might just explain them again what they look like just for our listeners that maybe that have might have tuned in the last couple of minutes. Okay, so Heptagon houses, they're a seven-sided structure, um, so obviously they're more durable for the weather. Um, we're located in Currafin, uh, manufacturing Currafin. You can find actually all our stuff is on Facebook, and Instagram at Heptican Houses and our website is info at hepticanhouses.com and my number is 0876244433 Very good, so obviously great to have a, a Galway man and a Galway business on, on, on the country life this evening so uh, if you're around uh, you might just tell us again where you're around if uh, any of our listeners want to pop in over the next two or three days in the ploughing uh, so Keith we're actually at the better side of the plough and say we're actually up the hill so we're not as wet if anyone wants to come so we're row 37 and plot 553 very good Mike from hepticonhouses.com thanks very much for coming on Country Life so next up on Country Life this evening we have another Galler man Rory Kennelly uh, Rory you're working with Graf uh, Rainwater Harvesting Solutions and Wastewater Treatment uh, you might tell us maybe a little bit about yourself and uh, the, the company and how you're getting on at the ploughing today Oh, yeah, thanks, uh, Keith. Um, yeah, Rory Kennelly based there. We're based in Milltown, working for Graf Ireland Environmental. Uh, we do a range of wastewater treatment tanks, uh, percolation areas, supplies, all that. Rainwater harvesting tanks, filters, pumps, all that stuff. And we also do the 
attenuation tanks for the stormwater on a commercial scale. We also have a small range of garden products there going under the brand of Garantia. Very good. So maybe firstly you might tell us maybe a little bit about the wastewater treatment plants. Obviously with planning regulations now there's a lot of uh, strict um, requirements in relation to wastewater treatment plants. Yeah, yeah. we we'd have a f- range of wastewater treatment tanks there to suit all applica- applicant applications. Uh, your 5Ps, 7Ps, all be EIN certified, we'll say SR66 certified to the planning regulations. All planning that goes through now, Keith, at the minute, it all have a requirement on it, we'll say, to be certified to SR66. So we have all that match up to the planning for all the new one off houses, even then, if somebody was doing up a retrofit there, like a lot of the older houses being done up at the minute. We'd have a range of stuff there to suit all of them applications, Anthony, that anyone would have a requirement for and all that. Um, we'd also have the percolation uh, kits and all that to, to suit whatever requirements someone would have on their house. Okay, very good. Um, and how are you getting on at the ploughing today? Uh, there's a lot of uh, rainwater here today. You could do a lot with your rainwater harvesting tanks today, uh, Rory. Uh, yeah, we, we definitely find a use for the water that's fallen here today. Now this morning it's been heavy going there. But uh, look, at the, the crowd is good and the people are in good form now, to be fair, uh, considering the weather that they've had. Um, with a lot of interest there, lads from as far as West Cork here at quarter eight this morning. So it was it was going from the get go here. We landed here at eight seven, and the first uh, customer, first client in at quarter eight from West Cork. So it wasn't too bad. They were out early. They were. They were. They're on the road early. Um, I believe there was a man as well here as well from Clifton. I think at five to eight this morning. So they were all all on the road. Very good, very good. And uh, so tell us where you're located roughly um, at the ploughing and um, maybe how people can get more information from you. Um, have you a website? Yeah, you can find us there online on uh, Graph. You'd find a Graph Water or graphireland.ie. You'd find us online. Um, we have Facebook and Instagram pages there going under Graph Ireland as well. Um, you can also find us, get us on a landline there at Milton on 093 51765. Um, and any of us were all contactable there on phones will say the girls in the office will give out whatever numbers are needed locally there for myself or Cahill there to help out anyone that have any information or looking for any requirement locally for a site call or anything like that Okay, and beside me here, there's a massive uh, tank, uh, Rory. You might tell us maybe a little bit about this. Obviously, you know, with uh, rainwater harvesting, it's it's vitally important, would say, you know, on dairy farms, beef farms, sheep farms, where they have a massive requirement for water. Um, have you had much interest today and uh, in the past maybe for these big tanks? What size is the tank beside us here? Uh, the tank there beside the one-piece 10,000-litre underground tank. Um, yeah, we'd have a good inquiries there even this morning now up for lads looking for tanks, holding tanks for washdown areas and different stuff like that. For even, again, then harvesting water for the use back into troughs and stuff for cows. Um, we'd even a poultry farmer there in earlier on looking for a 22,000 litre tank. Now that guy came in, knew exactly what he was looking for. Um, but again, I think that that, that deal is as good as done there. Those 22,000 litre tank on that for a poultry farm. So, 
Okay, very good. And I suppose with uh, the likes of your dairy farms would probably have a much bigger requirement in relation to cleaning parlours and that. So obviously it collects it, to, it's underground and there's obviously a pump then, is it, or how does it work to, to pump up the water for the, we'll say the maybe water troughs or um, power washing or whatever you may want it for? Yeah, so basically on the, the tank itself, on the inlet side of it, you'd have your filtration system going in, depending on, on what the usage was the other side. But we can apply whatever filtration, just even simple basket filters for leaves and debris. And there's other micron filters that can be fitted on the inlet side uh, to, to deal with whatever, would say, from a roof and particles might be coming from the roof into the tank. Then we can supply pumps and again the pump then is sized depending on the usage requirement the other end but all that can be done in house by us in the warehouse or in the offices in Milltown um, we'll size up each tank specifically for the requirement of the farmer whether it's just a wash down area or if he wants to use it for wash down and then going for thrust and basically we can advise in on different systems for treating the water to whatever the requirement we say on the poultry side there's a, a lot higher spec of requirement on the cleaning for that side of it Okay, very good. So that's Rory from Graf uh, Wastewater Treatments and Rainwater Collection and more information can be got at grafireland.com. Uh, so thanks very much, Rory, for coming on Country Life. Uh, so President Higgins obviously officially opening. Uh, what's the, the key message here today to, to the farmers? I know you spoke a lot about climate change. Do you feel like, and the farmers will say they're custodians of the land, but do they need to do more? Well, I think there's... I suppose I was emphasising it, it would be pointless having a straight confrontation, but I thought that there are ways in which you can discuss alternatives and discuss also supports that will make the transition uh, more possible. I, I, there are many technical ways of going about this, but I think that the way to do it is, is to keep the dialogue going and I think that farmers like everybody else have said maybe I think running through my speech was that I, I think that we have to realise that farmers have relied on market inducement to do everything they're doing. They have been promoted and pushed in certain directions by the European Commission at certain times and you cannot just say that this is suddenly over. You have in fact managed the transition and if we are going to have married families for example moving into a different relationship of new responsibilities and they are willing to take them. I think they have to be compensation for it. And that's what, why I, I used an old example to say you embed ag agriculture, food production in a social model and not in an economic model that is narrowly focused in relation to price inducement. Because in a curious way, if you like, uh, I, I'm an outsider looking at it and the removal of the cap, for example, in, in relation to dairy had no had no consequences that could in fact have been foreseen. And I, I think therefore that's what I'm really arguing for, is I'm arguing for a dialogue that, it, that will include, if you like, envisaging and resourcing the future. And, and then I think that, that's very, very, very important. I also... Uh, 
I suppose later in, in the published version of my speech you will see it. I'm making a case for regionalism because when I look across the map of Europe, different regions will have different challenges and you cannot really have a, a one one-fit policy that will answer regional difference. And I, I have become convinced over many, many years that really it's about three or four decades now uh, since the existing system of local government we had has stopped functioning. I think it has had some powers taken back and centralised and other responsibilities without resources. But I, people like Professor P.J. Drudy, Michael Bannon and others and myself had long argued for regional structures because you could take account of different circumstances, even different circumstances in relation to agricultural production. And uh, it makes sense to me. President, President um, one of the things that people say that everyone should do is reduce their red meat intake and that that would benefit the climate would you uh, have you reduced your red red meat intake on, on environmental grounds and would you encourage others to do so well i've always eaten a lot, uh, i've always eaten quite a lot of fish for example but i i don't uh, let, let remember in the speech i had said uh, everybody is going to have to change and I, I mentioned how consumers, for example, who might, under great pressure, uh, as they are at the present time, cost of living, might in fact, they have in fact to forego just just getting used to a, a cheap food policy where you have artificially reduced prices. But in the same way, I think that people will be adjusting uh, their own their own diets. But I don't simplify it like that. It isn't as simple as that. Uh, I think. You know, there's a great deal of... I think that people are making choices uh, that are responsible, but there is no doubt whatsoever, I think, that uh, you are going to see big changes in that. Uh, do, do, do. Mr. Diggins, what's your message to, them to farmers and farm families as they face an uncertain future and a lot of changes going on? Yes. Well, I think that... I, I, I'm preparing something. I think I'm giving a paper to Economic Social Research Institute in a month's time. When you look at who is actually farming at the present time, there is a succession problem. Uh, the younger people in particular, if they are to see uh, security in it as a way of life, and security as a way of life is not just only about working on the farm, it's about having access in local towns and villages to services, having a way of life, being able to structure it. And that means, I think, that more and more, there are, look, there are very good things happening. I think the extreme marketeers have disappeared. You're going to see more and more people putting the economics within a social model. And that includes, uh, uh, that includes rural Ireland. But I think there's a big distinction between farming and and uh, it's time we woke up to that too. And if we were going to provide a secure future for farming as a way of life, I emphasize that in my speech that it is not only a zone of production, it is also a way of life and it also has a very strong culture association with it, both in relation to soils and what you do with them, but also in relation to animals, in relation to many, many other things. And I wanted to put an end to the idea that these issues that are now one of the issues, for example, of sustainability, they are well understood, is what I was trying to say, in, in rural Ireland. 
lethargy in, in willingness. I, I mentioned the necessity to acknowledge change in structures, change in the way things are decided, change in the way things are proposed. And you can I, quite clearly say it, my criticism is all that you like, the way that the cat has a the assumptions and the thinking behind it. And then I'm, I'm giving a paper in Rome next, uh, next month on, on security in Africa. And there again, there is an unwillingness to say we have enough food on the planet to feed everybody. But the issue is its distribution and where it is, its storing, food wastage, all of these kind of things. And from what I was speaking about, there's a certain reluctance to allow people to have agency in the solutions that are coming forward. For example, it is Dolia, but that's why I say, again and again, people all over the world respond to humanitarian crisis, and then they're gone. Well, I, I could give examples, example from Malawi, where Prime Minister in his state wanted to keep 20% of the aid to set up a seed bank, and that was resistant. We must be willing to allow these 14% of the world at the moment, 20% of all the people under 20. We must have had the right to have agency solving the global food crisis. And I very much see it from an African point. And I, I do think this is interesting. I think is that Ireland is welcome with that view because it is a country with no long history of abuse or colonization or whatever. And we should be speaking. We're very welcome in, in any of the African leaders I speak to. They very much welcome Ireland in a way they don't welcome other members of the President, sorry, just on, on, on speaking of kind of changes within the farming community, the nitrates uh, derogation changes yes. are a perfect example of, of what I think you might say needs to change. Do farmers need to realise that they can't have it all their own way? Well, I, 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 I don't want to get involved in what is a fact. You know how careful I am of not moving to an area of what is government decision making. But in terms of the but farming organisation. Let us be clear about it. I did say, and I know, there are, there are ways of handling this issue. But the one thing about it is, there's no part about it all, is that I'm not going to come to a nation of farmers and tell them you're going to be exempt forever from what, what is being asked of other people. It is how it is done, and I think these issues are solvable, quite frankly. And, uh, there are ways of doing this, but in, there are actually farmers whose programs I have seen on uh, and elsewhere who are doing different with different forms of grassroots, different forms of through using different, through really intelligent things, and they're already happening. And there are ways of promoting that, and there are ways of, in fact, actually making the transition happen. And, and just on, and just on COVID, uh, met President. Um, yes. the, the Taoiseach uh, apologised for a number of decisions the government has made. You also previously said that uh, elderly people were being infantilised during COVID. Do you think that's an apology that should be coming from the Taoiseach as well? Well, I think I'm not far less interested in the apologies. I think the Taoiseach has also said, and I welcome it, that there's going to be a thorough review, and there should be, and it should be a frank review. There are very, very many areas of it. For example, the aspects of the health coming to the poor in nursing homes, different people, people didn't suffer equally during COVID. But I do want to say as well, and it's important, that neither COVID nor, uh, nor the war uh, nor different changes in relation to people can 
impact absolves from what is happening in relation to the failure with the Sustainable Development Goals. I think it's very interesting to look at the five permanent members of the Security Council. Each and every one of them has a I think that is disastrous. That is why I'm also convinced as well that when you look closely at what's happening in South America and Africa and elsewhere, the only hope for reform in the is from those continents. I think you will notice that France has a station that is right through all of them. The same thing in relation to our neighbour and the rest of it. But that doesn't mean, and I had it in my speech, that because all that has to be back, now is the time for us to say what was agreed in 2015 is important, not just for our generation, but for all the generations to come. President Higgins, does it need to be more... Uh, so you, mentioned, you mentioned nitrate. You were asked about nitrate. You were asked about nitrates. Does it need to be a greater focus on, on the issue of water quality um, yes. in the country? I think what? quality, of course. And you, we cannot go on. I mean, the five, we cannot go on poisoning our rivers, and we cannot see fish tanks, and we cannot, as well as that. It's fundamental. But what I did say as well is that it is very wrong to think that only people in cities are concerned about it. Everyone, young people I know and speak to regularly, I have quite a connection with them from around them. They're interested in water quality. It's something that we're all in together. And, and, and quite frankly, you cannot say I know quite a bit about the nitrates of medication. You know as well, it's a great example as well of a monopolised, where you know where it's coming from. And for example, I could tell you 92% of the nitrates in Somalia are from Russia and so forth. Much of these, in Kajazian, much of it is controlled by, by oligarchs, both the same way that I agree, both and again, and it's shipping. That's what I meant by how it is distributed. That's not quite monopolised, that distribution. But we need to have the cut. These, all these problems, I believe, are sort of a... Your former communications minister, uh, during your tenure, did you see anything... Uh, during your tenure as a former communications minister, did you I, see anything to that would lead to the crisis that we see in RTE? Now? Well, let me say, I was, I was minister for broadcasting among other things, 93 to 97, and I had a green paper published on public service broadcasting. And you must remember, I, I took decisions that were against the grain. I was president of the Council of Broadcasting Ministers in 1996, and uh, uh, I introduced T.T. Carher, I remember, and that was totally against the grain, because it was in the point when Mr. Berlusconi was destroying Italian television. I am completely in favour of public service broadcasting, and why it was so good through the history of Irish broadcasting is we had a very good standard to compare ourselves to, but in radio and television. And we should remember that. And I think, you know, maybe we should, you know, you know the book, uh, Sit Down and Be Counted by uh, uh, Lila Doolan and Bob, and, uh, and which is wonderful, wonderful preface about Raymond Williams. We need to be very careful. Uh, public service broadcasting changes over the years, but it is the core of the thing, and the core of the thing, and that is why these are good things that are happening when we expand things.
things like the children's program and television and going and and all of these things. And that's what's important. It's not about really about personality. It's about that's why in fact the the writer producer person who makes it happen, technical innovation, are all very very important. President, just on the president, just on the the war in Ukraine, the Irish government or the defence force are now training a part of the Ukraine defence forces on how to use rifles. Is that not a breach of Irish neutrality? No, I think we'll have a, I don't, we'll have opportunities of debating all of that. Uh, I operate on the constitution and I welcome debates as to uh, what is in fact uh, the constitution. And we should do that. Uh, um, I would say this, it's important for all of us to regularly remind ourselves that war is not the natural condition of the human species and uh, when we have wars uh, it is usually after a failure of diplomacy and we must restore the capacity of diplomacy and put an end to the killing not just in the war you mentioned but in all there are about 52 other zones of conflict around the world so that's it this week from country life and the special here from Ratineska county leash in the national plowing championships if you are uh, going to the plowing in the next couple of days we highly recommend that you bring wellies uh, pull-ups and indeed a waterproof jacket as the weather uh, is fairly uh, wet and ground conditions are quite poor uh, however it is a great day um, loads to see from all the different businesses companies uh, charities uh, societies um, machinery companies it's a fantastic day out the plow the plowing is obviously the main part of it and we have 11 Galway competitors this year and uh, it was great to see Eamon Burke there on the Farmers Journal this week and with all ages and categories and uh, wish Gavin Kelly as well obviously um, a, a, a great um, the best to look um, this week we have horse uh, show and horse competitions as well and indeed all different types of competitions so uh, the 11 Galway competitors we wish you the best um, for the National Ploughing Championships and hope you hope you do well on all accords. Um, so that's it this week uh, from Country Life. We hope you enjoyed the show. If there are any queries about this week's topics or if indeed you'd like a topic covered, please don't hesitate to give me an email at countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie That's countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie and we will get back to you. So we'd like to thank our speakers again, Martin Ward from the Galway Chief Society. We'd like to thank Rory Canelli from Graf. We'd also like to thank Mike uh, Devani from Heptagon Houses from the Greenhouses, Martin Ward from the Galway Sheep Society and thank you for listening to C Country Life this evening uh, next up is Melodies followed by the Nightfly